Welcome to the Awakened Intent Podcast. My name is Chris Bale. This is episode uh, 640, 11. I have no idea, but I'm very grateful for True, who's coming on the show today uh, to bring some questions, to bring some conversation, and also to uh, potentially steer our engagement today into some fascinating places. So I'd like to hand over to you, Drew. Hello, how are you? Hey, Chris. Yeah, doing well. Glad to be here. Um, Where are you at the moment? Yeah, I'm in Colombia. Colombia, a small little city called Armenia, Colombia. It's Mm. about uh, three hours north of Cali. Have you been down here? Yeah. Colombia, I have not been to yet. Yeah, that's that's one of the places that I have still yet to tick off my list. Would you like to introduce yourself, just kind of how you found me or even how you found the work that I share? Absolutely, yeah. So I think I started following you, ah, my friend Sophie. Shout out Sophie, she's in Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. She mentioned she was in your women's uh, group for a while. Uh, Sophie... Mm-hmm. Um, one of my good friends. And then I started, oh, yes, yeah, yes. Sophie. Um, wow. I can't believe I'm blanking. I can see her face. Well, there's only been Sophie, one Sophie. Sophie Scoggard. Yes, I remember. Beautiful. So radiant. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So then I started uh, following your stuff on Instagram for must've been the last four years, very informally, kind of just like, mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's really unique. Um, what he's up to. And then for some reason, the last year, I've turned up the heat in terms of following and uh, just really digging into your blog, uh, sitting with them. And then a couple months ago, joining the Patreon and then uh, going through the end of a relationship, pretty deep relationship uh, many months ago, um, earlier this year that that shifted out. So um, and actually, it was in that transition that, for some reason, something deep inside of me went to you of all you know beings and energies uh, during that massive transformation uh, mm-hmm. of letting go and shedding and not knowing what's next, um, all the emotions that come with something like that, uh, ending a almost two year relationship, and um, and I just found a lot of solace in the this notion of of the felt sense and sitting with myself and so that was really that's that's where i'm at um and it's something that i've been going to um, anytime i feel off anytime i feel anxious Mm -hmm. or um you know out of my own my own energy is just sitting on the couch in silence so that's kind of how i how i've come into you Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that the little bits of information and the transmission behind it can can be of use and support. It's it's always quite a um, an unusual experience for me to receive the reflection of the words and the energy that I'm putting out into the world is actually like landing places that I ultimately don't see it landing to begin with. Um, 
And as long as I've been doing this work, it's always uh, wonderful for me to receive that. It's always a reminder for me that what has become so normal for me just on the day-to-day still has significant impact for some people um, in terms of the, the scope of their life and the direction that they're moving in and what they require to really be able to settle and align and, and make some changes. So it's always a potent reminder to receive that. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, it is interesting as well. Uh, the kind of dance between you and I or your work and wherever I have been in my life and on my journey where um, I can imagine it could be sometimes a, a bit of a an echo chamber um, speaking the same kinds of or similar words or trying to explain the same or or that core experience that it seems like you're always pointing at uh, in a thousand different words or ways but uh, for me to have to really hit a, a form of rock bottom emotionally to really be shook um, in order to truly turn on your podcast and really listen uh, and feel even more so what you're what you're communicating not just Mm -hmm. oh he said this thing uh, as a quote um, but actually to feel uh, even in your tonality uh, kind of your the scope the wide scope of your your own experiences that's what I think what has been most, uh, you could say, comforting um, mm. or even just, yeah, empathizing, something like that. So, yeah. Well, you're you're receiving it deeply based on what you just shared because there's there's different levels of listening. There's def- different levels of, of hearing and receiving and integrating. And as you've mentioned, it's not just the words that you're receiving because ultimately the words that I'm saying are just a vehicle for the energetic information underneath it. And when you mention tonality and the cadence and the way things are spoken, all of that is, is chosen very, very specifically and purposefully. So it's even more beautiful for me on the other side of this to, to hear and experience a person receiving what I'm sharing in a fuller sense because the words will only bring someone so far and it will bring them through waves of appreciating me and liking me and then hating me and being triggered by me and but the words and the energy behind it kind of remain the same and what I often find is people go along this this merry-go-round of of Uh, listening and absorbing the information and there's seasons within absorbing the information and that season is consistently shifting based on where that person's where that person's listening can reach so uh, i love that you're able to you're able to pick up on more than just the words because the majority of everything that i'm attempting to communicate is actually underneath the words Incredibly. You mentioned one thing there in terms of capacity to listen. Um, Maybe it could be worth you saying more about how do we increase that capacity to listen underneath words? Well, listening by feeling. So we're listening with our body versus our ears or rather than just our ears. 
it's a full body cellular listening, which can really only happen to the depth that we are able to be in the body. So how a person can move towards that is creating more spaciousness in their life to actually be in the body, because that's a practice in itself. That's a coming home in itself. That's a realigning in itself. And it's not complicated. It's not complicated at all. It's actually terrifyingly simple because it's just creating the space to not do anything. And if we create the space to not do anything, presence and spaciousness in my experience acts almost like a vacuum. And if we just be there, even if there's thoughts, even if there's conditioning, even if there's narratives spinning inside of us, if we can continuously bring our awareness back to the felt sense within our body, our feet, our hands, our legs, our abdomen, our shoulders, our face, our genitals, our chest, our heart, our organs, just feeling sense of these things and staying with the body and with that felt sense experience, even if your mind is trying to tell you that, hey, there's definitely something more important that you should be doing right now and and we should go think about this instead of being in the body. And that's the, that's the part that there can be a lot of struggle with because we keep getting seduced away from alignment, seduced away from consciousness, away from presence, away from being. So how to listen deeper? Well, that's just about how to be deeper because you're listening anyway. So when you be, you're listening because that's our nature. Our nature is to listen, to receive, to be looked after. Wow, yeah. I think that uh that's pretty much a wrap. Now uh I, I mean I have eight to ten different topics I can dig into and uh, it's really cool because I feel the flow already here. Um mm-hmm. what would you say is a silent quote unquote silent issue? that you'd like to speak on or, or bring to the forefront, either in society or um, with the private work you do with individuals, something that you're hearing from them, uh, we could say behind closed doors, that is a bit of a pattern that could be brought to the light, an issue. I mean, there's so, there's so many of them, but it's, it's all being brought to the light consistently there's there's nothing that i've hidden in my work in relation to what i experience with people but in terms of what's in the silence is our fear of silence that's definitely a pattern that that i see is the belief system that we are here to have to achieve something or to make something happen and that our life is only purposeful if we if we do those things that we think we're here to do. And again, this this even that answer is is I mean whatever <laughs> that that that's that's such a rice grain of an experience versus all the other aspects that are that are going on for people the 
impact of the current climate that we live in with technology, the level of distraction, the, the lack of awareness, the lack of presence, all the distraction that's consuming us, it's, it's massive. And generally, the questions that people have tend to come from whatever it is that they're consuming. So whatever they're consuming, that's what they're thinking about. That's where their belief system is going to start to come from. And then their problems will be built within the bubble of that which they are consuming. So ideally, we just stop consuming or be very, very selective, very purposeful around what we do consume. So that's a huge question that that I'm not sure if 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 I you know if I have much of an answer for it other than what I've shared already. I mean, to take a humorous angle to that, I, I've been consuming uh, like the chiropractor, the cracking, cracking mm-hmm. the necks and the backs and the ring dinger, and I actually I I'm curious your thoughts on that. Uh, it seems to be a bit violent in terms of healing or. Uh, but that's something that I've been consuming that um, do you have any opinions on those those kinds of um, practices to either open energy channels or um, I mean, the intention is to, I guess, clear out stagnation and to have people feeling better. But sometimes those videos seem a bit violent. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. Those chiropractic videos. I think I've I've seen some of of what you're talking about at some point, but I, I've also uh, had an experience of what I would say is very supportive and well connected chiropractic work, which is actually from listening to the body. A friend of mine in Madrid is is uh, used to be a, a chiropractor, but a very very connected guy with himself, and uh, one day he offered to to um, give me a little session. And after that, every time I see him, I want more sessions because it's, it's so pleasurable. Um, but ultimately, you know, before that, I had seen what you're talking about, which is a very quick, you know, you come in, you lay down, and immediately they start twisting you up and popping you back into place. That, to me, is aggressive. It can give immediate relief if there's something very misaligned happening, I'm sure there's a benefit to that in certain cases. For that to be done consistently, I feel that's very, very harsh on the body and it will do more harm than good. It should not have to be done so consistently. There should be other means of uh, gently and more foundationally realigning so it doesn't get to the point where that level of aggression has to come back in. But what I experienced was uh, deep patience and massaging the muscle, opening the muscle, being with it and very gently extending it and very gently extending it. And then I exhale and then my body pops itself. So that form of it from my body to receive felt very, very nourishing. And uh, even that in itself, I wouldn't do more than like once a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I appreciate this that. This is just my experience, so I, I yeah. uh, always recommend that you feel into what's right for you and experiment. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so refreshing, Chris. How often you one thing I look for when I you know listen, even tune in for you know five seconds to coaches, consultants, 
um, energy healers, anybody out here, uh, you know, applying their trade or um, being in service. Uh, one of the ways that I really feel into their, you could say, authenticity is how often they point you back to yourself. And I've, I think that's, that might be the main reason I keep coming back to you because you're so knowledgeable and then after listening deeply to the person's question or uh, issue, you always turn it back to them. What do you feel in your felt sense? Have you sat with yourself? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's mm -hmm. more of just an appreciation. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, because ultimately I only know my experience <clears throat> and my experience working with I mean, yeah, I've worked with thousands of people, but that still doesn't mean that this other person who's speaking with me isn't a complete outlier in their experience and has a very different, uh, yeah, has a very different experience and path and way of functioning. So I always want to share what I've experienced, but I never want anyone to actually believe me until they put it into practice and, and make it real for themselves. And if it's not real, it just means it's it's not for them. I love it. I love it. Okay. So a couple things that actually I'm feeling the itch to uh, bring up a couple topics and just get your thoughts. Does that sound okay? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. So um, a couple things, I'm just going to throw them out. Um, Kundalini, um, ecstatic dance, attachment styles, hell, even coffee enemas, something I've, I've loved. Um, mm -hmm. um how to move through the ending of a, a relationship. Um, that's another thing we could touch. Um, it never ends. It never ends. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. I, yeah. I heard the podcast you did a, a while back. Well, recently uh, mm -hmm. from a, a shift. Yeah. Okay. It never ends. I mean, unless you want it to, but ideally it just changes. It just shifts to be something that can hold even more love. Wow, that went right to the heart. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Hashtag cholesterol. <laughs> Conscious cholesterol. Oh, yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. we can start getting that hashtag trending. Oh, yeah. No, no drug <laughs> like it. No drug. Um, okay. And then the last thing would be something like um, men always want these, these kinds of end goals. You know, where is this headed? How do I know that I win? Um, things like, Oh wait, you, you just gave they were, those were all options for me to choose because <laughs> I've already forgotten the one you just said. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. No, I, I threw them all out there and now everybody's teased with all these SEO keywords of what, what, what do I want to hear from Chris about? So let's just, let me just ask you. So should we seek a Kundalini awakening? No, no, no. You should remind yourself to start feeling. Just rem remind yourself in whatever way you can, remind yourself that you have a body and the body is here to feel. And the body is holding so much wisdom that is able to essentially govern, direct and manage thousands of internal processes in your organ system, in your nervous system, in your brain, your blood system. It's just, it's endless, the, the level of work and attunement that your body has access to. 
So to be anywhere other than in the body, feeling that energy, being with that wisdom, I don't feel there's anything else required in order to really develop and drop into alignment in the way that you were intended to drop into alignment. alignment. And seeking a Kundalini experience, I mean, you see that right now everywhere with, with, with all these different energy work things, and it's beautiful if it's an introduction, um, but a lot of it just kind of looks a bit like dress up, you know, where people yeah. are just waving magic wands and it's, it, it, it looks great. But when I feel into a lot of this stuff, there's nothing underneath it. It's, it's a lot of performance. Um, I would love for that to not be the case. I would love for there to be energy behind uh, all of these things that are being rolled, rolled out. Um, but that hasn't been been my experience and maybe my experience is just limited in that regard um yeah but to, to seek a kundalini experience what are you seeking it for what are you trying to get away from what's mm. the problem with now what's wrong now yeah i mean from what i know it's more like i caught the bug like three days ago i'm like oh maybe i should just devote myself to that and just make it happen and i'm like okay pranayama mantra uh visualize and then my body will go into spasm and all of my unconscious shit will come out and I'll be, I'll be great. And then I'll just have to balance it out. Uh, yeah, that's literally my thinking process. So it's cool or to, to bring it out. Be. Or you can just be. Yeah. And, and <laughs> still live your life exactly the way that you'd like to. Yeah. But also, you know, these tools, pranayama, qigong, different yogic practices everything can be helpful and supportive to a certain degree. But if we remove the beingness, if we think the practice is what's doing it for us, that's the slippery slope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, it's like plant medicine where people are assuming that it's going to do their work for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always, I've had many, you know, with ayahuasca around Tulum and then here in Colombia and then uh, my own experience with Hape, doing that for three months on the roof in Tulum and, you know, developing this connection to it and then mushrooms, uh, some pretty big doses and then macro, micro. But at the end of the day, I've realized like I, you know, the past week I, I had vertigo the week before for six days and it seems like it was a cleansing of some sort, I could just feel it. Something was happening, um, and I couldn't stand up. I couldn't see and stand up and talk to people. And and then the last week, I've just been dancing, with no no added things involved, just music and myself dancing in front of the mirror. And it's such a, a just. It feels like such an organic bliss. Um, any comments on ecstatic dance and that kind of thing? terms of joy or experience if it's it's ecstatic dance that means it's ecstatic and yeah ecstatic this is is beautiful once it's grounded Uh, i feel movement like that in general is is deeply supportive to the feminine principle and it will really nourish the feminine principle and allow it to circulate and to be expressed and to be relieved of the burden of holding it all together in life so for that reason, I feel it's ecstatic dance, 
ecstatic sex, ecstatic lovemaking, ecstatic fuck, ecstatic breathing, ecstatic walking, ecstatic sleeping. It's it's all beautiful if we can if we can fully show up in it. That brings me to another you mentioned on another podcast where someone said, I'm not sure if this is going to be helpful. And then you said, you know, if it's on your mind, just ask the question and it'll be helpful. Mm-hmm. So um I spent probably a couple months, anyway, uh, no caveat. So red pill, uh, plate spinning, uh, multiple women dating around this, this idea of, you know, if you can be present in it, um, what would be a question there? When does it start to lose on lose consciousness or what you've seen uh, either with other men? Yeah. When you start to lose consciousness, Mm. that's when it loses consciousness. Okay. And so the, the practice is to, is to be ruthless. I would imagine, am I actually conscious in, in this, in a lifestyle or in a, a period or am I running from something? Would that be the, the, the question to ask? Well, I I wouldn't advise you to be ruthless with yourself because societies and cultures are pretty good at doing that for you. So that that spot is already taken. Uh, You need not join what's already being done onto you. So I would say be very compassionate with yourself, but be disciplined and hold yourself accountable. And and on a moment-to-moment basis, as you move through your day, keep yourself in check. Am I here? Am I in my body? How am I feeling? Are my feet on the ground? Am I suppressing? Am I repressing? Am I lying? Am I hiding? Am I manipulating? Am I trying to control? Am I avoiding? Am I clinging? Watch yourself. Study yourself as if you were even another human. Um, I would like more clarity on the question that you were attempting to ask just based on the subject of you you said red pill you said spinning plates and you said multiple women and yeah the, like why what <laughs> can we can we can we get clearer on that yeah so the the idea within the red pill community some may uh, listening may understand this uh, is that uh, this notion of spinning plates basically dating around multiple women um uh, you can keep, if we use the metaphor of spinning plates, you can keep one spinning for as long as it lasts or as they decide to continue with you, or you can decide to stop spinning a plate and replace it with another plate. This So women are plates. That's what I'm just trying to clarify. It's a here. metaphor. Yes. <laughs> the, the phrase, the phrase spinning plates. And it's a very, uh, some women listening might say, wow, that is very misogynistic and very selfish. Um, but it's out there and it's it's in the Reddit place and mm-hmm. all over YouTube. And this idea that right. um, uh, female nature is always going to find the best and you have to, you know, only do what you need to do and be um, just be out for yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't don't fall into the kind of beta um, mm. type right. dynamic. Yeah. So, so that whole narrative is fear driven. I'm really glad you said that because it's almost the like as I'm, as narrative I'm, des- is yeah, as I'm describing based on it, insecurity. It feels that way. Yeah. Wow.
Because even the metaphor used, because no one plucked it out of thin air, right? Someone had the experience of attaching a spinning plate to the concept of a woman. That in itself is idiotic, right? That in itself is deeply foolish and disconnected. And, and I feel the overwhelm in that word or in that concept. And then I feel the aggression because of the overwhelm and then how he just wants more plates to spin and how he has to be in control and no woman is going to ever get one over on me. So now I have to just kind of deaden myself inside and only look after myself. It's, it's, it's a lack of love. It's a lack of guidance. It's, it's a lack of feeling safe and secure in the world. And that's one way that masculinity, dysfunctional masculinity, tries to make make itself up it tries to make itself feel better and it's a shame because this is what happens with men when we don't care for our men when we don't look after our young boys this is what happens mm. hmm. this extremes the extreme okay yeah and and so instead when we're in our body and we as boys and men stay in our body I can already feel that these kinds of concepts and paradigms don't even arise. Yeah, well, you're born in your body. Yeah. The little boy is in his body until his parent or his guardian continues to scream at him for following his innate orgasmic life force. So now he starts to have neurosis and shame and guilt around the way that his beautiful young life force flows. So now in order to get away from doing something bad or upsetting mother or father, he has to pull himself out of his body and ignore the fact that there's this mountainous level of orgasmic energy moving through his young being, and he must completely look the other way. And as he gets older, he gets better at it, and he withers and he withers and he withers. And then he's a grown man who's angry, repressed, and resentful. So then he starts spinning plates. Mm-hmm. I think that that pretty much covers it, yeah. Um, but is there another question within that uh, metaphor that you used? Just in terms of, you mentioned dating multiple women, or was there something deeper that you were wanting to ask? Or Because I realized I answered based on the whole red pill concept. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I didn't actually answer your question. Yeah, what is the deep question there? It's... <clears throat> Ah, there's the question. Is it... Hmm. My intention in my life is to be as conscious as possible. Why? So, hmm. For be what? Because consciousness... The more conscious I am, the more free mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. Because I can see more. Mm -hmm. Maybe that... Yeah. Um, and that freedom is truly that, I mean, I can feel it in my body as I'm speaking, that that is almost like the core for me of, of, of bliss. Um, so the question would be with, with, uh, spinning plates would be, or red pill would be, is that the most conscious way to live as a man? Um, or is there a more conscious way? Well, it's not about is that the way or is there more of a conscious way. Consciousness is just consciousness. It's just seeing. It's awareness. So the more consciousness a man has access to, 
the more he can see all of the lack of love and the fear that drives that red pill stuff. But if he is less of a consciousness, he doesn't see that. Now he thinks it's truth and then he gets caught up in it. So all consciousness really allows us to do is see the underlying motivation and the underlying energetic currents that have brought this way of being into manifestation. So you may even see that someone, in air quotes, loving you, and they keep telling you how much they love you, and you that's, that's maybe all you hear, but as your consciousness starts to open, you may start to see, wait a second, there's no love here. They just say the word, but they're not actually loving me. How they're engaging with me is coming from fear. So consciousness, it's not about more this or less that. It's just allowing us to see more. And also what consciousness does is it allows us to imbibe more of our physicality. It allow, If the consciousness is in the body, of course, it allows us to accumulate more and more life force. So we can generally be healthier. We can be more supported. Our nervous system can be relaxed and full and succulent in how it massages the body and how it responds and reacts to life. It's a stability. It's a rooting that it offers. And and also anywhere there's consciousness and awareness, grace will follow it. Right? In conscious movement, it's grace will generally be attached to conscious movement. Anything that consciousness is moving through is going to have an elegance or a grace to how it moves mm. through the world. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think I think that, yeah, that helps a lot. Um and the most conscious way to live is firstly to be as aware as you can and to to practice seeing more as a man and then as you see more and as you listen to self that's how you become more and more in alignment with yourself so you can start to see the seasons that you're in and you can start to see oh the season is starting to change up starting to move somewhere else and you can be really there with it as it's shifting in you you can control the seasons. So that's what we've been taught socially and, and culturally is that, you know, we can control the seasons. If you put in enough hard work, you can make it happen. I don't feel that is true. The seasons are happening to us and through us, and our job is to listen deeply and to follow. Thank you for listening to some of today's episode. If you'd like to hear the full conversation, along with live Qigong classes, Q&A group sessions, and Tea with Chris, you can head over to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash Chris Bale. Thank you, as always, for your support. And we will see you back here on the next episode. Ciao.